Luke chapter 11. Beginning at verse 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend? Shall go for a friend of mine in his journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend. Yet because of his importunity, and I say unto you, ask and shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh, findeth. To him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he or a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to him that asks him? By the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, on this thought, want to minister on this thought. I must. I need is, but the Lord wants us to ask him for what our need is. Amen. And so we must ask. Let's put down our Bibles. Let's lift up our hands and our voices. Let's call upon the name of the Lord. Dear God, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, dear God, for this opportunity, Lord, to stand in your presence, O oh Lord, and to call upon your holy name. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would move in this house. Dear God, we need you more than ever. We can do nothing, dear God, without your anointing, without your presence. We need you to come down, Lord, in the midst of us, O oh God, and touch every heart but in need of you more than ever, Lord. And we're lifting up our voices under you, dear God, asking, O oh God, dear Lord, that you would incline your ear to our prayers and our cries this day, O oh Lord. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We bless your holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody sit. Be seated in the house of the Lord. You'll find out that, you'll find out that what we're dealing with is that the Bible tells us that Jesus went to a certain place. Doesn't tell us what this place was. It just says it was a certain place. And he went there to pray unusual thing, but it was a normal thing for Jesus to get away from everything else and everyone else and to go 
and pray. As he would pray, you'll find out that in many different places, in different cases, as he prayed, the scripture says that it was at this time that after he had prayed and fasted that the enemy came to tempt him to turn uh, bread, turn those stones into bread. Not only that, that the enemy tried his best to twist that scripture. That the, he said that the angels, that they would bear you up, lest you die, and that he showed him all of the kingdoms. And that he said that I'll give you all of this if you would just bow down and worship me. And you'll find out that after some good prayer, amen, and after crucifying that flesh, amen, that each and every time able to resist the tempter. And I'm going to tell you that it wasn't just for any old reason, but he was showing us something, amen. He was letting us in on something that if we have any hopes of resisting the devil, where he must flee, we must pray. We must know and learn how to pray. We must have a desire, amen, to pray. And so he has gone to a certain place and he has prayed. And once he has finished that, one of his disciples asked of him, Lord, Teach us how to pray. The way that John has taught his disciples. And you'll find out that the Lord wastes no time. How we must approach prayer. Amen. Listen, I must not come to God with my long laundry list of things that I want God to do for me. I must not come to God telling God, I need you to work this out. I need you to do this. I need you to open up this door. I need God for you to heal my body. And all of these well true that we need God to do these things. But coming into prayer, amen, is not, that's not the first order of business. But the first lay my desires aside. I must lay what I want God to do. And despite my sickness, Despite what is going back on at home, despite what is happening on the job, I must enter into prayer and I must lift up my voice like a trump and I must let everything that is going wrong in my life, amen, despite my sicknesses, despite the disputes that is in the midst of the family, Lord, you are still worth that you alone are holy You alone are righteous. You alone are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Listen, we may have came in the house of the Lord with some problems this morning, amen, with some temptations, amen, that is weighing on us. But how many know that despite all of that, amen, the Lord is still worthy to be 
He's still worthy to be honored. He's still worthy to be blessed. He's still worthy of me coming in. Amen. And with enthusiasm. Amen. I wouldn't be alive. I wouldn't be in my right mind. I wouldn't have my health. So I didn't come to ask you for anything, Lord. I come to magnify you. I come to glorify you. I come to exalt you with everything that I have. Anybody come to magnify the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul. And so the first order of business when I enter into prayer is that I must worship the Lord. Isaiah chapter 6, that when the glory of God entered into the temple, amen, those seraphims lifted up their voice and they began to cry out, holy, holy, holy. The glory, he talked about his glory had done filled the whole entire earth, amen. How many angels this morning, amen, and cry holy, amen. How many know we need to join in with the angels, amen, and get on our feet, amen, and lift up our hands and, and lift up our voice unto all. I know I don't feel like it, but it's not about how I feel. It's about the fact that God is holy, God is righteous, and I'm glad that he let a little sinner like me come on in and attempt to bless him and call on his name. He's holy. Goes on, he begins what to pray for. Now listen, it's a while before we start telling God what is going wrong in our lives and what we have lingered on the fact that God is holy and that God is great and that there is none like Him and that there is none beside Him. Anybody believe that this morning? Anybody believe that His name is great? How many know his name is greater than any other? Amen. How many know that every knee is going to bow at that name? Amen. Every tongue is going to, whether they want to or not, amen, they're going to open up their mouths one day and they are going to confess that Jesus is Lord. You know what? I come to do it willingly on a Sunday. Force me to come, amen. Ain't nobody making me say this, amen. I have come encounter with the real God and I recognize that there is nobody like him. goes on and he begins to tell them that we are to pray that his kingdom would come, would be done. As it is in heaven, let it be done on earth. Let it be done. His will, that his kingdom would come. It's talking about and that his will would be done in our lives the way that it is already done. In heaven, amen. How many know that God has a plan for our lives, amen? But how many know that sometimes we deviate from God's plan in pursuit of our own plans and our own will? That in a prayer room, I recognize it's not about my plan, amen? It's not about what I want to accomplish in this life, amen? But it's about what God's will You'll find out that they had a misunderstanding when Jesus casted out a devil. And they begin to say that, listen, you cast out devils by the name of devils. 
And Jesus had to let them know, listen, if the devil's kingdom is divided, how can it stand? He said, but cast out devils, amen. He said, then the kingdom has come unto you. Can I tell you something? That when miracles begin to draws people to an altar and they repent of their sins and they go down in the name of Jesus. Listen, let me tell you, don't turn your nose up to that. Amen. Because that's not an ordinary thing that is happening, amen. Something supernatural is taking place, amen. Something miraculous is taking place. What is going on? The kingdom and God is beginning to perform and operate and work in the lives of of people that are in need of it. That's why it's so important that when I come into the house of the Lord, I'm doing it with all of my heart. I'm doing it with all of my mind. I'm doing it with all of my soul. Why is that important? Because when you do it with all of your heart, your mind, and your soul, something happens. God comes off of his throne, and he comes down here, and he begins to heal troubled hearts. He begins to mend the broken peace in your life this morning. How many need God to lay his hand on you, lay his hand on your loved ones? Well, that's why it's important that we come in and we lift up our hands we love, we need you moving in our midst. We need you here. Then you'll find out that he told them that they are supposed to pray. Give us day by day our daily bread. Help comes from. I must know who's keeping the lights on. I must know who's keeping the roof over my head. I must understand that the Lord, amen, day by day, he is supplying my need. He is meeting my need, amen. God is taking care of me. I'm not taking care of myself. God is taking care of me. And I must acknowledge to God that you're the reason why I'm breathing. You're the reason why I have the clothes on my back. You are the reason that I have a healthy mind. You are the reason, Lord, that I have the family that I have. You're the reason why I drive the car that I drive. And if I got a little money in the bank, God, you're the reason for that too. It's about time somebody give God the glory and the honor that he deserves. You didn't figure that out. You ain't the reason for that. God is the reason for that. God is the one that is providing. God is the one that is up. And how how can I sit down on God? How can I ring nig on God after all he has done for me? It's God that is doing it. And even if you don't provide. God, we out on the streets. If you ain't putting the supply in the shelter, you got to come to God in prayer like that. You got to be honest and open with the Lord. As you recognize that if it came down to it, I'd lose my mind trying to hold things together. That's why so many people in life have nervous breakdowns. The pressure becomes too much to bear. They, they're trying to do it, amen. 
They're trying to figure it and provide for loved ones. But you'll find out that the pressure, amen, there is pressure to be brought to bear when you try to do it on your own. And you will begin to lose your mind. You will have a nervous breakdown. But when you put your life in the hands of the master, when you put the little bit that you have and put it in the hands of down at night, realizing that I'm in the hand of a God that nobody can pluck me out of. And I know that God is going to make a way because his word says it will not be out begging bread. So if I'm living right, if I'm talking right, if I'm living according to God's word, God will take care of me. So they're asking, Lord, teach us to pray. All of this has to do with prayer. He teaches from verses 1 to 4, how to come to prayer. And what's the order of business of prayer? What's the first thing? The next thing he tells them is to ask that the Lord would forgive us of our sins. But listen, not only that God would forgive us of our sins, but we want God to forgive us a certain way. As we have forgiven others. Now, here's the kick. If you don't forgive others, then God is not going to forgive you. And I don't care how you try to sugar it up. I don't care how. How do you know when you're bitter and you haven't forgiven a person? When a person comes around you and you start feeling some kind of way, you still holding on to it, friend. But can I tell you, it ain't worth me going to hell over. Can I tell you, it's not worth me losing out on God over. So I got to have a made up mind. If I want God to forgive me, I, somebody in the Bible tells us how to do it. Don't do it just with your whip service. The Bible says from the heart you got to forgive. Can I tell you, heaven is beautiful. I don't want nothing keeping me out of heaven. So he said, forgive us as we've forgiven others. Lord, forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our debtors. He says that we ought to pray that the Lord lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So we understand it's not God that leads us into temptation. Scripture says that God tempts no man. Asking, he is telling them, listen, you pray that I would be the one that would keep you from temptation. And that I would keep you and protect you from the wicked one that is out. Listen. To destroy your soul. He's out to say amen. But how many know that the Lord will pray for you, amen? That your faith fails not, amen? 
The devil wants nothing more than to destroy people's faith, amen. Cause you to throw in the towel and give up on God and give up on God's word. But I don't know about anybody this morning, amen. But as for me, I'm holding on to my faith, amen. I'm going to build myself up on my most holy faith. I'm going to do what the writer said, amen. I know the devil is saying a lot. I know he's doing a lot, but amen, that I'm able to quench those fiery darts that the devil throws my way. Somebody got to have a made-up mind. I got my faith on a Sunday morning, and it don't mean because I know God's word is true. I'm here with my hands lifted and with my voice raised. Because I know the word of God. It is right. So verses 1 through 4, he's telling us how to end in prayer. We pick up on verse 5. God begins to deal with something. Jesus begins to teach something that is very important for us to grab a hold of. Now, we're going to get to the asking part. But it ties into asking because he begins in having a persistence that when your answer doesn't come and what you're asking for, it doesn't happen right away. That you will have enough something in you, whether it's a determination whether it's not giving up or not accepting no for an answer, that you will keep at it and that you will keep pursuing what it is that you are asking for. Which one of you would have a friend and that friend comes to you and that friend is wanting bread from you, is wanting something from you, That friend tells you that someone has come to my home and I don't have nothing to give them. He said, which one of you, amen, that the friend would ask, it's midnight, amen. It's it's bedtime. I'm in bed and my children are in bed with me, amen. He said, but the person doesn't get up out of their bed of their importunity, amen, because of their persistence, amen, and because of them staying at it, amen, and not giving up, amen, and not accepting that for an answer, amen, but they are still asking, amen, they're still knocking, amen, he said that because of that, amen, that that friend would get out of that bed, and that friend would give that other friend everything that they have need of, Jesus is teaching us something about prayer, amen, amen, when your answer is not met the first time, or the second time, or the third time, or the fourth time. You could have been asking for months. You could be asking for years. But the principle is that you have persistence that says I know I've been asking for a long time. I know I've been praying for to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on knocking. I'm going to keep on bringing it to the altar. I'm going to keep on bringing that loved one and laying them down to the The Bible tells us that there was a woman that came to Jesus. Now, he's sitting down 
and he is eating with the children. He's eating with those that he came for first. Wasn't that he didn't come to save anybody else, but it was only right that he came first to the children of Israel. And so he is there, and he is partaking of food with them. And this woman has a problem back at home. She has a daughter that is, some people say unclean spirits, it's a devil. She was vexed by a devil. This woman didn't know what to do. No doubt she was losing her mind. No doubt that when she came to Jesus, she was all broken up, tears running down her face. The Bible says that she comes to him and she asks him, she tells him what the issue is back at home. And his response was nothing. That's what the Bible says. Some of something that is was very important. And he says nothing. Here's the question. What is my response when Jesus says nothing? How will I respond? What will I do? Will I get offended and walk away? It's not worth it. It's not worth doing. The Bible says that she kept on asking. She was, listen, they talk about being locked in. She was locked in. She had a made-up mind that I have come here for something, and I'm not going to leave in the same condition, amen? I'm not going to leave with things the same way that they are. But I am going to, I'm going to, until he answers. The Bible says when he finally answered, amen. The Bible says that he said, now listen, he didn't call, he wasn't referring to her as a dog. He was referring to where she was from, the people that she was from, and what they and how they lived and how they carried themselves. They didn't hold the same standards. They didn't hold, they didn't believe in the one true living God was taught to Israel. And so he was addressing where she was from, the nation that she was out of, the kind of people that she was from, and what it takes to get a long way with God. You don't want to know what it takes to get the blessings of God? Not only persistence, but honesty. See, you can't come expecting to get anything from God and not be honest about where I am and about what I'm really doing, amen, and what I'm really involved in, amen, God ain't going to answer nothing, amen, as long as I'm coming under false pretenses and I'm not being honest and I'm not being true. But the moment that I say, true Lord, that's me, that's where I am, and I've come to the altar and confessing, Lord, that everything your word is saying is true. But, Lord, I need you to move on my behalf. I need you, God, to lay your hands on me. I need you, God to take control of my life and turn things around for my good. 
She didn't get mad. She didn't get upset. She said, Lord, everything you said is true. Well, listen. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that falls from the master's table. Can I tell you, Jesus' crumbs is better than just a crumb, amen, from the master's table is better than nothing, amen? All I need, Lord, we ain't asking for much. All we need is a little bit, oh, Lord. All I need is a touch. All I need is you lay your hands on me. All I need, God, is you to speak the word, God. I know it don't take much for you to turn my life around. I believe that it don't take much from the almighty God. All it takes is a word from God. All it takes is from God speaking into your life and giving you a quickening word and chains fall off. Chains fall off of your mind. I believe that this thing, I'm going to come asking and I believe God is going to turn things around for my good. I believe God is going to put the family together and hold it together. I believe God is going to heal my body. And Jesus was amazed. Tile woman that came to him outside of her time. That he found more faith in her than all of Israel. Even wasn't believing. But a people that were as far off from him as it could possibly possibly be was showing a little bit of faith. That was enough for Jesus to move on their behalf. Can I tell you, faith, the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please them. And I'm going to tell you, God is looking at my faith, amen. God is looking at whether I have faith or not, amen. And you'll find out that God, if I don't have no faith, is what opens the door, amen. Can I tell you, you gotta have faith to pray, amen. Because if you don't pray, don't use the excuse as well. I'm running out of time. I don't have enough time. The truth is, People don't believe in prayer like that, amen. But when you believe in prayer, you know that I got to pray before I walk out of this door. You know that if things are going to cut a hold of the principle of prayer, and even when I don't feel like it, I got to pray, amen. Even when all hell is breaking loose in my life, I better pray like never before. And this thing about asking, if I'm not praying then I'm not asking God for what I have need of. Because that's where it takes place. Me bringing my petition to God. Me bringing my need to God. Me asking God is in the prayer. He begins to tell them. He begins to continue on with this, this, this ideal of being persistent. Your reason is to seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. It's encouraging that until your answer, until your need is met, that you keep at it. Amen. How many know that the Bible says that the Lord, he is a rewarder of them that 
diligently seek him. Amen. You know what that means? That if I don't get it the first time, I come back again. Amen. And if I don't get it that time, I come back again. Amen. Do you know something? I'm in the house of the Lord because I come to find out that this is where I need. Does it answer what they have a need of? You know what that is? That's just another opportunity for me to come back again. Amen. And bring it at the feet of the master and said, I know I've been here a hundred times, but I'm going to keep on bringing it, Lord. I'm going to keep on asking, Lord. I'm going to keep on knocking, Lord. I'm going to keep on seeking in a boss this morning that got a made up mind. We're going to keep on asking. We're going to keep on knocking. We're going to keep on seeking until the answer is met. He tells them how Keep at it. You got to keep at it, amen? This thing, this Christian walk, this life, living for God, you'll find out that God wants to know just how bad we want it. How bad do you want that healing? How bad do you want God to move, remove that opposition? How bad do you want that child saved? God wants to know, do you want it? Amen? See, because my problem is I want it the easy way. I don't want to put no energy into it. I want to put no effort into it. I want it easy, amen? But if I'm I'm going to be saved, it's not going to be easy. If I'm going to get my need met, it's not going to be easy. Because you got to realize that there is something that is in the way of all of that. Amen. We got an adversary. Amen. Which is the devil. Amen. We got, amen. The world is our enemy. Amen. It is up against the church. Amen. But how many know who your number one enemy is? And that is me, myself, and I. Amen. When you look yourself in the mirror, amen, you recognize that I am my biggest problem, amen. Never get self out of the way, amen. You'll find out that God's blessings and God's promises will explode in my life. You'll find out that we will understand the best thing for us, amen. There is nothing outside of the will of God other than heartache, pain, and misery. I had enough of that when I was in the world. God forbid I come in the church, amen, and I'm still experiencing that. Because I won't give God complete control of my life. But I come to surrender. Lord, I come to lift up my hands. I come to lift up my voice. I come to let God know whatever you want to do, God, in my life. I am open to it. Listen, God's the only one that can open the door. I can't pry the door open. I can't meet my own need. But there is a God that can. My goodness, when you get a hold of that, and when you get a hold of the revelation that there's power in that name, the Bible says that you ask of me, he told them. He said, you ask of me whatsoever you ask of me. 
He said, out of God that is promising us, amen, that if we would do his will, and that if we would ask in his name, that he would do it, amen, and that it would be to the glory, amen, of the heavenly, of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Can I tell you this morning, we got wonderful promises that are greatest promise, amen, is the baptism of the Holy Ghost, amen, and that it doesn't get any better for that. Listen, and he's got advice concerning that as well, because he goes on and he begins to tell you being evil, don't know how to give good gifts to your children. And can I tell you the emphasis on that good gift thing, amen, because he was letting them know there ain't no better gift than the Holy Ghost, amen. He said, how much more? Would your heavenly father, amen, give you the Holy Ghost, amen, if you would ask of it. Somebody got to have a maven without being filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm tired of leaving without not having my name written down in the Lamb's book of life. But I come to lift up my hands, baptize me, consume me, saturate me, because I need his spirit. I must ask. James said you have not because you ask not. Could it be that I haven't received the Holy Ghost because I have? Could it be that I haven't asked? That my family hasn't been saved because I haven't asked God to save them? Neighbor or that co-worker coming to the house of the Lord. Because I haven't asked God to draw them in. You'll find out that God, that people spend times in prayer, time in prayer, and time in the house of the Lord, asking for certain things, asking for things, that when it really boils down to it, that's not the top priority. You'll find out that the Lord, came to Solomon in a dream. And the Lord, he said, and it's yours. It's yours. Whatever you ask of. I wonder if God would come to us in a dream and tell us to ask of him. Whatever it may be, I wonder what we'd ask of. Would I ask for God to deal with that boss on the job that is constantly on my back? Would I ask God to get rid of all of my enemies? God, deal with them. Would I ask God for more money? Would I ask God for six figures? What would I ask him for? Solomon asked God for something that pertain to his kingdom and that pertain to the furthering of his kingdom. Solomon realized where he was in his infant stage as a king. He realized that I'm young, I'm inexperienced, I'm a little wet behind the ears. The truth is, God, I don't know what I'm doing. He said, God, that I can lead such a great people. And God said, it's yours. But guess what, Solomon? Not only 
will I bless you with wisdom and an understanding heart. But since you didn't ask for your enemies next, and since you didn't ask for money and all of the treasures of this world, he said, guess what? I'm going to give you that too. The Bible says that because of what Solomon asked, that God was pleased with his speech. No wonder Jesus tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. It lets us know what we really should be seeking after. Amen. Let's us know what is the top priority and what we should be asking for. And that if we would ask for the things that are pertaining to the kingdom, amen, most of all, amen, I should be praying and asking for salvation, amen. My loved ones, Lord, we I need you to save them, God. I don't want them to perish, Lord. I don't want them to die in their sins, Lord. But I want to see you bring them to this altar, Lord, with their hands lifted up, dear God. And you fill them with the Holy Ghost. God, I want to see them standing in that water about to, that tank over there, Lord. And I want to name of Jesus. Can I tell you, there are some things to ask for. And when you ask for the right thing, you'll find out that God will give you the stuff that you didn't ask for. Can I tell that if I ask for the right thing uh, that God will provide it. God will make a way. Uh, God will open the door. Anybody want to see your loved ones saved? Anybody want to see your co-workers come in and be saved? Anybody want to see God have his way in the life of your loved ones and people you're concerned about? Please God. With speech, please God. Jesus was teaching them. Saved. What's the old saying? A closed mouth cannot be filled. Can't fill a closed mouth. You there, there have been times in people's lives that they have needed things. Listen. And there have been the right people there. To help them, amen. Provide them with what they had need of, amen. And because they did not open their mouths and they did not say anything, amen, their needs went unmet. But can I our needs? And I'm not just talking physical, amen. I'm talking more importantly spiritual. I, we need spiritual deliverance, amen. We need the Lord to break every chain, every stronghold. We need the Lord to rebuke the devil off of our lives, off of the lives of our loved ones. So somebody got to come in the house of the Lord and open up about what you're struggling with. Be honest with God about what you're dealing with because I can't get deliverance if I'm not asking, if I'm not talking to the Lord. Let us end this. I must ask. I must voice what I have need of. I can't sit and think about it and believe that it's going to get met. Yeah, God knows. But as we can see, and if we haven't found out yet, God wants.
Did you know that God wants to hear from us? Do you know that God longs to hear our voice? Your voice, your voice, your voice, your voice. Hear from us. I believe it gets his attention. Anybody believe that this morning? One of his children that bears his name, his spirit, calling on him. Oh, it gets his attention. And the Lord is telling us. That despite what you may come up against in prayer, despite how it may feel that there is a brick wall there in God, that you keep on being persistent and you keep on calling and you keep on asking. You keep on bringing that thing to the altar. You keep on taking it in that prayer room, amen? And after you have followed the the right order of prayer, and when it comes time to address your needs and what you need God to do, you ask him over and over and over again. There are people that have given up on God. They've given up on the principles that are found in the word of God. Just throwing it to the wayside. God is saying, don't give up. God is saying, keep coming. Keep knocking. Keep asking. Keep seeking. That woman in that unjust judge, Jesus taught them another principle. Because see, here's the thing about prayer. That God, that answer that you're looking for. Sometimes you become faint. Sometimes you become weary and well-doing. And Jesus talked to them about an unjust judge. That he did not have any respect for man. And he didn't have no respect for God. There was. And wanted him to avenge her of her adversary. And the Bible says that one day he got so tired of this woman that I'm just going to go ahead and answer her request. Lest her constant coming wearies me. And Jesus, for his disciples' sake, said, look at what the unjust judge did. Now, if that could happen with him being unjust to that point, What do you think if you're persistent in prayer in the judge that judges righteously? What do you think he would do for you if you constantly came and if you continue to ask God? Well, I don't want to keep asking God for the same old thing. God's telling you to keep asking. God's telling you to keep bringing that loved one. And laying them down on the altar. Pulling out their names in prayer. If we ain't praying for our loved ones. A spouse name in prayer. See here's the thing about it. We must be praying. 
our prayers will determine whether your family is saved or not. Oh, it'll determine whether you're saved. It will definitely determine whether my, my loved ones are saved or not. And here's the thing about the devil. The devil loves when people are praying. And that I am pursuing all of the wrong things that are going to be destructive to me. He loves people that don't pray. But I want to hear the words of Jesus this morning. And I want to enter into prayer. And I want to be persistent with prayer. And I want to ask God bear down before the Lord. Listen, there's no need to come with facades, amen. There's no need. I can let down my guard with God, amen. Who am I pretending for? Who am I disguising it for? Certainly not people. Man can't save me. Man can't answer my prayers. Man can't heal my body. God already knows I'm a knows the thoughts that go through my mind. God already knows the stuff that I'm looking at and spending my time on. He already knows it. But he wants to thing over and over and over again. And getting nowhere. There's no peace and there's no joy. God wants to hear me say, Lord, I need you. God wants to hear me say, I've gotten to a point, Lord, where I recognize that I'm making a wreck of everything. God wants to hear that. God wants to hear me ask of him. God wants to know that I know that I need him. He already knows I need him. That my life is hopeless without him. I stand here this morning testifying. I'm a wreck without Jesus. Testifying that I'm no good without the Lord. I'm no good without His Spirit. I'm a lost soul ever wandering to and fro. Something to fulfill and satisfy. And it'll never work. Money will never do it. Relationships will never do it. Jesus. Lift up your voice. Somebody lift up your hands this morning. Open your mouth and talk to the Lord this morning. Come on, young people, close your eyes and lift up your hands and lift up your voice and talk to the Lord. This altar is open. Come on down. Come on down with your need. Come on down with your concern. Come on down with your struggles. Bring them to the mud. Tell him about that temptation that you are about to give in to. I need you, Lord. And ask for his strength. I need you, Come on, young people. Close your eyes I and look at the Concentrate. You and ask him for the Holy Ghost. Lord, we need the Holy Ghost. I need you, Lord. I need you, Jesus. I need God, I need you. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. 